Today's episode is about racing. The players in this event are specifically bred for one purpose, a one-time event that will test their very existence. This race is wild. Participants die in the mad dash for the finish line. But that's not the only reason it's unique. Not only are the weak separated from the strong by the grueling rigors of the pace, there are opposing forces that scramble madly to attack the invading racers. This race is held in a sort of hostile environment. Not only that, but this event starts out as a drag race and finishes as more of an American Gladiators meets a Maze Runner, where would-be victors must solve a puzzle and find the gateway to victory. No, this race is not something from a galaxy far, far away or found out on the final frontier. This race happens here on our little blue planet. But don't assume that this is some bygone event played in Rome or Mesoamerica intended to entertain the masses by the spectacle of death. This race happens daily. One study claims this race happens 120 million times per day. And it gets more bizarre. Unlike NASCAR, for example, where each racer is owned by a different sponsor, these racers are all owned by the same person. The owner doesn't care which racer wins, so long as someone makes it out alive. And if this isn't strange enough, there's a new factor that makes this race even more important and harder to win. Studies are showing that an owner's stock of able-bodied racers is being reduced by as much as half, with the possibility of these important racers being extinct by 2045, and humanity may very well suffer the consequences of this race being won less and less often. Welcome to Reason to Panic, the only podcast for the worried mind. Every week we come at you with a new reason to panic, so you never have to worry about running out of reasons to panic. Well, welcome to another uh, another episode, everybody, um, for, for coming back, and those that... Uh, this is your first one. You're in for a treat. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna venture into some. I don't know how to describe it. Some some bizarre, strange, strange new world. strange territory here. Uh, and I'm joined, of course, <laughs> by my two good friends, my amazing co-hosts, Randall Floyd and Eli Bowman. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm good. I feel like I was watching the first look. Who's talking? <laughs> was, yeah. Great monologue. That was that, I was actually really riveting. I was like, "This is really good." What's he talking about? Of course, I know, but that was great. Oh well, I'm glad. I'm you know hoping to set the hook on this one a little bit. So uh, glad you guys enjoyed it. You know, well, these people are on the edge of their seats, Tyler. Tell them what you're talking about. I, I guess we probably should. We probably should. So I I stumbled across an article from the Guardian. Uh, and it actually references a study that's fairly old, but here is the headline. I feel like this gives paints the picture for where we're going. Falling sperm counts threaten human survival, experts warn. So, uh, of course, I had to share it with the guys um, for a few reasons. One, it's ironically comical because we were counting between the three of us, 
Statistically, we don't have this problem because we have 15 children with two more in the oven on the way. So um, I don't think that we fall on, on that side. So I thought that was funny. And, and two, uh, mm. just because, I, I, I don't know, the subject matter just seems like it fits perfectly with a reason to panic. Could we potentially become either extinct or completely dependent upon birthing chambers by 2045. So anyway, so that is our conversation. Uh, gentlemen, I sent you the article. We've been sitting on it for a, a couple of weeks um, as we've had other episodes we've been doing. So what what were your thoughts as you went just through the initial article from uh, the, the Guardian, and then we can venture into other territories with it? Well, I, I'll go first. Yeah, I think with this article, um, I think it's interesting. It's kind of shocking. Uh, she talks about, and this 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 epidemiologist's name is Shauna Swan. Um, she she she's written a new book, and so she is she is pushing the book. That's worth noting. However, it's based on some science and research that she's done. She says this: the current state of reproductive affairs can't continue much longer without threatening human survival. So she did this. She kind of co-authored a study in 2017. And it basically showed that between 1973 and 2011, sperm counts in the West plummeted by 59%. So we, it, there's there's a considerable reduction. Now, she does kind of follow it up to say that, like you said, Tyler, sperm counts are set to reach zero in 2045. D do I really think they'll reach zero? No, but that's just following the projections. I think the closer we get, I think the smaller the sperm count gets, the slower that progression will be. But um, it is interesting. And um, I think it'll be interesting to talk about, you know, why this might be happening. Yeah. Randall, go ahead. What, what are your, your thoughts? Well, I had three or four that jumped out to me right away. Several more while Eli was talking. Um, the the first thing though is I was wondering at what point humans are going to be put on the endangered species list <laughs> because the the woman or her co-author they wrote of the five possible possible criteria for what makes a species endangered only one needs to be met to get that on that on that list and the current state of human affairs we meet at least three <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it just cracked me up. Like we, we, we should put ourselves, I mean, we should have put ourselves on there a long time ago, I guess. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, by standards for, for what we become, you know, look at an endangered species, we should have been on that list. And so, you know, here we are just humming along merrily, uh, which is why we have a reason to panic. We're trying to get ourselves off of the endangered species list, I guess, by bringing awareness to such, such things as, uh, castorium and, 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 you know, um, fat birds and you know, whatever that could, could potentially wipe us out. So, um, I, I thought the same thing was interesting, you know, as she goes through and she is, she's, she's saying that, that we meet all these criteria for us to potentially be on the endangered species list. And one of the things that, that I actually came across for the first time a few years ago was the ratio that you have to have of childbirths, uh, per, per household on average or per thousand, I guess. Um, to maintain. And that's 2.1 births per household on average to maintain. And that's assuming that there are not um, uh, immigration or, or emigration 
to, to, to mess with that. So, you know, that'll just maintain where you are. And, uh, you know, we fall below that and, and we start to run the risk of not having enough male to female uh, percentages or ratios to be able to perpetuate the species on. Yeah. Did, did you just say what those ratios were, Tyler? Yeah. So you need 2.1 to maintain. I'm going to jump over here to uh, another, another source. This comes from Britannica, but the first time I saw this, it was somewhere else. It's been a few years ago um, and the numbers matched up the same. So I'm pulling from Britannica.com. So you need 2.1 to uh, maintain. And so what that says, again, getting a little bit scientific here, if on average women gave birth to 2.1 children and these children survived to the age of 15, any given woman will have replaced herself and her partner upon death. So that's really what we're looking at is we need a survivability to the age of at least 15 and an average of 2.1 children per household. So just to put some perspective to this, okay, the baby boomers, right? Um, which, uh, where did that go? Um, right here. Uh, the, the baby boomers peaked at about 3.8 uh, average. And, and we saw what that did to our, our population. It exploded through, I mean, that's why we call it it's the baby boomers. They exploded the population because they came home from world war II, had a bunch of babies, started families. And, you know, then we, we had a, a growth, but now we're starting to shrink back down and we're, we're getting dangerously close to somewhere between that 2.1 and 2.5 range, which means that we're only slightly increasing, if not only barely maintaining our, uh, our, um, population. And she blames, she, she talks about what, what some of the culprits are behind this. She talks about what she calls everywhere chemical, quote unquote, everywhere chemicals, things that are found in plastics, cosmetics, pesticides the, that affect the endocrine system, things like phthalates and, um, bisphenol A, which I guess is some, a chemical that, that can really affect uh, hormone production. Um, she, she says chemicals in our environment and unhealthy lifestyle practices in our modern world are disrupting our hormonal balance, causing various degrees of reproductive havoc, <clears throat> havoc, excuse me. And she also cites like smoking tobacco, which is a decreasing trend, <clears throat> but also smoking marijuana and obesity, both of which are increasing trends. Um, so th those play a direct role in fertility as well. There, there are other biological things happening too. Like miscarriages are, there, there's an increasing miscarriage rate right now. There are more gen, gen, genital abnormalities among boys than ever before. And girls are entering puberty earlier than ever, um, at least in modern history. So th there are lots of, lots of variables that are going on right now that really play a part in what's happening. Well, and do you, do y'all remember, or maybe that's the wrong question was the the um the theory circulating around when y'all were in i was in middle school um when yellow five got a lot of attention as as yes. being something yes. that that decreases the t count right um and i remember that because our vending machines the the drink machines um shoot what was the name of the drink that was huge um mellow yellow mellow yellow right all of a sudden it disappeared because it it had the yellow five in it and they're like, ah, it's going to, you know, it's going to ruin our, our population. Right. Um, so, I mean, a lot of this has been circulating around for, for a very long time with, you know, what are we doing to our bodies that's impacting our ability to sustain ourselves as a species? No, it's true. It's true. That's, it's funny how, 
you know, those those things all those things it just makes you wonder what what all does play a factor that there, there's just so much out there and life today really does look different than life in the 50s when there was a baby a baby boom um contraception was different um the way that our bodies have changed over the last 50 plus years and it all it all matters and I wonder when this stuff will change. What you don't hear right now, you don't see in the news, you don't see alarm over this. People aren't panicking over this. In fact, there are some people, I can just, I can hear them laughing now. They're like, oh, humans are a plague on the earth. And it's good that we are, <laughs> it's good that we're, you know, being reduced in population. And, and that's not really an academic, that's not really an intelligent argument because no, it's not good. It's not good to be decreasing our population in 2021 <clears throat> when quality of life is at an all-time high across the world. So that's not to say everyone's in comfort, but we need to do more than just maintain. Well, and, and there are lots of reasons for that, but that's more of an economics discussion. It, it's true. So when I first came across that, that it really stood out to me, the significance of, you know, the, the, the sustaining or the increase of, of the population. It was um, an article that was looking at China. And yeah, I mean, we've, we've heard the stories of what happens in China as far as population control, uh, the desirability of having sons versus daughters, et cetera. And China, as of, as of this article that I read, it's probably been four or five years, so I can't imagine it's changed much up or down since then, but they're, they're well below that 2.1 number. And they are actually... Uh, poised to see a very sudden, drastic reduction in their population in the next generation to generation and a half. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, when, right. when you have a policy like that, and then all the old people die, like <laughs> you don't have enough <laughs> replacement sitting on the bench to to take care of it. It's 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 going to be a significant reduction. I mean, I don't know any other way around it other than knock it off but like it's, it's been around so long like what right it, it's it's really it's, it's one of those things you can't correct unless you like create maybe china could create um a government grant program to to try and, and help offset that <laughs> you know give them tax payback or whatever whatever something some kind of incentive to have more than 2.1 kids well, Randall, you sent kind of changing gears here a little bit. You sent a video out to Eli and I today from YouTube that was that was really on point with this conversation. Um, and aside from the fact that the guy's vocabulary wasn't very extensive, um, he liked to to use a lot of the same uh, vulgar terms over and over and over again. He he brought up some some valid points. Um, so just kind of share with us a little bit your thoughts on the gist of this, like, it's like a 25, 26 minute long video and how it relates, uh, T count to reduction in, in sperm count to, you know, what that means for our, uh, uh, our population as a, as a country and as a, as a, a species. Well, it started, honestly, I was listening to Tim pool, <clears throat> not this guy. And I was just looking for a clip that showed what Tim pool was talking about on his podcast. And he was the clean part of the, the video. Um, and they were talking about these guys who used to work for BuzzFeed. Uh, I don't even remember what they were called. They, the, the Try Guys, I think is what they were yeah, called. Yeah, the Try Guys. <laughs> the, the Try Guys, yeah. 
<laughs> they, they had a few they had a few viral videos yeah well they don't do it anymore though so this was like a three-year-old thing that they did they were trying to figure out who was the most attractive and they ended up getting a, a testosterone test and um the the way testosterone works is it's supposed to uh, increase in your teenage years hit its peak when men are between 25 and 40 and then slowly decline until um obviously you stop making testosterone because you die so even if <laughs> even if you're 120 years old if you're a man you still have a t-count like there's still testosterone in there and all of these try guys tested less they had less t on average in their body less testosterone in their average in their body than an 85 year old man <laughs> and like, it was insane and the crazy part about it was they didn't care like they were like man, oh well and nobody even thought about it because it's kids younger people i don't know they just don't understand what testosterone is for in your body as a male and so well the big i mean look at it this way i mean we also know that testosterone plays a factor in like how hairy you are whether you lose hair and there are lots of negative aspects of having too much testosterone. And when you're a young guy, like these guys were when they were doing these Try Guy videos, I mean, they're still pretty young, I'm sure. Um, but uh, they, as far as I remember, none of them had kids. They were None of them were married, I don't think. And so, like, there was no immediate problem. So why would they care? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they were living, leading pretty good lives. They were kind of internet sensations for a while there. And probably doing doing just fine socially and financially and um so you know it's uh why would they care and this is this is what i was saying earlier about how and i'm sorry to interrupt randall I, but but this is what i was saying earlier about people aren't this isn't on anyone's radar and that the people that this is affecting the you know, people in their 20s and 30s it's not on their radar no it's not and that that was the problem like they had no clue that they were just part of the actual fact that testosterone has been dropping every decade for every age group since the 60s <laughs> and it's just continuing to go down and so they're just a product of what's going on in the country and you know there's just a 60 year old today has less testosterone than a 60 year old 10 uh 10 years ago and less than a 60 year old 10 years before that and so it's it's just dropping and 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 this decrease in in sperm count is just essentially a, a i mean they could be going at the same time but it, it could very well be a, a byproduct as well of the you know of the low t levels in in all the men at least in the west just dropping so it, it's a big deal well yeah. and 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 they made a really good point in the video too that i appreciated um where it said it was actually the the commentator of the the video and he said how is it that you expect to be able to perform at high level when you're allowing yourself to, to operate at the level of a couch potato. And I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what he's getting at. And he was like, you know, if you're not exercising, you're not working out, you're not uh, eating right. You're not, you know, you're not giving your body a reason to feel like, well, I need to continue to maintain this, this hormonal balance because it's, it's good for me. It's good for our, our population, right? It's good for all these different reasons. Of course, your body's going to fall to the lowest common denominator. And what is it that we're doing, I mean, especially with COVID, right? We're binge watching Netflix. We're sitting on our computers and streaming uh, uh, games all day long. I, I mean, that, that's okay. I feel I'm, attacked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we, we attack you a lot, Eli. I didn't mean to, to single you just, out on just that. Just at me next time. All right. Just, just at me next time. Okay. Just call me out next okay. time. All right. I will. Would, would you get off your lazy butt, Eli, please? <laughs> yeah. Shave Thank your you. COVID beard already. <laughs> <laughs> 
You guys, don't talk to me about shaving beards, you guys. <laughs> you two have the longest beards ever. <laughs> Although I do have a beard right now, but anyway. <laughs> Keep it going. Show um, off that I, testosterone. There we go. I'm losing my hair. That's how I'm showing off my <laughs> testosterone. Um, I, I wanted to mention something Tyler said earlier. Um, he, he talked about how the, the global fertility rate has fallen from 5.06 births per woman to 2.4. That's from the span of 1964 to 2018. Now, half the world's countries have fertility rates below 2.1. So even though the average is 2.4, the, the countries where half the countries in the world, it's below 2.1. And 2.1 is the population replacement level. And these countries are the most, these are first world countries that are below 2.1. So I want to make it clear that the, that the countries in which people you would hope that people would you know would be having children these are the ones where they're dipping below the population replacement level in some cases the these these fertility rates are in the ones they're below two well and that's stuff that's celebrated by frankly the leaders in the country people like bill gates among others are are excited about stuff like that because that means that you know, we're not overpopulating according to them and doing, you know, killing. The, there's so many reasons why they want us to be so low on that. So it, 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 sure. it's kind of just a little bit backwards um, as far as how we think about things like that. And you could you could you could you could have an argument about how third world countries where it probably is better if the fertility if women do have less children and they are now. I think there was a time where there was a valid argument where, with some third world countries where the poverty levels were awful, um, where it wasn't wise for, for these women to have so many children. But, but that was less a matter of that, – that was more a matter of – there was no access to, um, to contraceptives. And also in a third world country where there isn't a lot to do, you know what guys and girls are going to do? They're – they're going to do what they can, and that's have a lot of sex. Well, uh, it's one of the one of the 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 the, the pleasures that they have in life um, in a third world country. So it, there are lots of reasons why there were lots and lots of births in these countries. So I think it's a good thing. It can be a good thing that they have access to contraception now, and that those fertility rates have have reduced a bit. Um, so I can understand that argument. Granted, but country as a whole. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. Just, just as a, as as a global community, it's too low now. It's too low. It doesn't take a lot of work. It really doesn't. If you if you study the economics about the world's population and the way that we are producing more things and and, and more efficiently, we need people. <laughs> we need more. We need people uh, to to continue on this trend. And if we don't there will be some pretty bad consequences. I was just going to piggyback on your, your comment of contraceptive, con contraceptives in these third world countries. We've got an episode that talks about contraceptives uh, coming out of, uh, well, where was it, Korea? Um, where they had no, the- Vietnam. Vietnam, where they had the sting operation for uh, secondhand condoms, basically. So, you know, I mean, the fact they've got contraceptives mm. is a good thing, but- Let's let's make sure that we're using the right kind. So, um, yeah, beware, beware where you get them. But the the thing I wanted to to, to bring up too is um, I haven't actually seen the movie, but a, a friend of mine he referenced it, and it just came to mind. 
because I think it it falls right in line with this idea that we have like Bill Gates and and uh, this movement in the first world countries that we need to have fewer fewer kids because it's the the responsible thing to do. Uh, it's a movie that came out in two thousand six called uh, Idiocracy with Luke Wilson. Yes, I've seen. Have it. you seen it? I have seen it. Yes. Okay. I haven't. So Eli, give us the synopsis, because I think that that goes really well with what we're talking about, where the educated and the elite have fewer babies. And so who has more babies? It's this other group and and what that does to our society when the educated people basically breed themselves out of existence. I'll do it quickly. Um, It's a stupid movie, first of all, but it is hilarious. And it actually has some poignant uh, principles in the movie. Uh, But essentially, uh, yes, those who should be having children, it became it became sort of uncool and passe to have kids. Um, And so those people didn't. And the people who did have kids were people who were not intelligent. And, you know, it kind of goes off this false narrative of unintelligent people breed other unintelligent people. Um, And so the the population of the world is incredibly stupid in this movie. Uh, So this guy gets frozen, he ends up in the future, quite quite a ways into the future. And he was very average, you know, in his day and age, just a very average guy. But now he's a genius in the future. So, because people are dumb, uh, that's sort of the, the 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 premise of the movie. But just be 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 forewarned; it's quite stupid. Um, and if you want a very cheesy slapstick type of unintelligent laugh, watch it. But also, it can make you think as well. Well, and that's the reason I wanted to bring it up because it it, it really is. I feel like it's so often it's it's the the quote unquote educated and the quote unquote elite and the quote that they drive these trends that just don't ever seem to be that bright. Let's have less, let's have less children so we can decrease our population. But then you have the problem you have in China where you've got a disproportionate number of, of male and female. And because it's not like, you know, you, you pop out babies and I'm going to have a boy and then I'm going to have a girl. Boom. Suddenly I can match them up with my neighbor who's got a girl and has a boy, right? It, it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, I've, I've got uh, uh, two and, and three, so I'm, I'm pretty, pretty fair. But Randall, you don't. And, and uh, Eli, um, actually, no, you're pretty fair at your house, aren't you, Eli? Now I'm trying to think. Three boys. Okay, yes, yeah, so you're pretty fair. So Randall, you're our anomaly here. You're the one that's screwing up the this whole perfect system. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Jeez, I'm working on making it better. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I think that the the point is valid though. That you, if it's like we're going to shoot for the mere, bare minimum with a two point one to maintain. The math just will not be perfect in that, and it's going to have its problems. It's going to have its repercussions. Right. I, I do think it's worth noting here before we, before we conclude this, there are lots of people, there might be people listening that have had a really hard time with, um, with fertility. And I want to be clear that this is not in any way, um, we're not trying to be insensitive to people who are struggling with that. That's a real struggle. People wish they could have children or more children. Um, and that's a very real pain that people have. So if you're listening and you've, and you've been through that or you know someone that's been through that, please know that, that this is not designed to make anyone you know, in that situation feel guilty or anyone feel guilty at all. We're just kind of talking on an aggregate level here. And I appreciate that. Eli, I feel like often we ha- we have these little disclaimers where we're not trying to single out 
you know, these, these different circumstances or, or scenarios. We actually had three miscarriages in the process of, of getting our, our kids here. Um, and it, it was, it was incredibly difficult, particularly because two of them happened before, no, one of them happened before we got our oldest. And, uh, and, and we watched as other people that we were cl- close to, um, that didn't want kids were getting pregnant. And, and that was very aggravating. So, yeah, so we, we definitely are not trying to, to make anybody feel guilty in, uh, the subject matter we are talking just more of on that, uh, high level from a, a population standpoint. So, uh, anyway, any final thoughts or remarks before we, we score this thing out guys? No. Not that I, I think, I, think, I, think I said what I wanted to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll just do this. I'm just going to go uh, top to bottom in our, our lineup here. So, Randall, you're, you're first here. Um, let's score this on the, the, uh, the basis of uh, the, not necessarily the re- reduction in testosterone or sperm count, but really just kind of looking at it more at that high level of what do you, where would you score the, the, possibility of a drastic reduction reduction in our population and us truly belonging or finding ourselves on the endangered species list well i am of the opinion that if you find yourself on the endangered species list it's already pretty much too late so if i mean there's mass extinctions that have happened throughout the history of the planet like species come and go um and right now I mean, if, if we find ourselves on that list due to, well, this reason or whatever other reason that happens, um, it's, we're, we're in a bad spot. So, um, if, if this is, you know, if this is one of those things where the, the world is finding itself in a spot where kids aren't being born at the rate they need to be and population is going to decline and decline in such a way that in 40 years, you know, it's, it's going to be a completely different place. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. And it's something that, uh, something that people needed to be educated about a while ago. And, and at least now, at least they need, they need to know. And so I'm, I'm going to give this one, um, probably, I think, I mean, it's not like, I find this to be more important than, um, than, uh, putting, fire retardants on on pajamas um as far as education goes and so i'm I'm gonna give this one a probably a seven and a half because it, it's it's a big deal and nobody cares because they don't know and it's not it's not really on the front of anyone's mind i like that all right eli to uh to you brother it's the same thing randall said it, it, it what 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 panics me the most is that um this isn't understood um People probably on first blush are, you know, happy to see that that's less people are being born um, because there's an old, old argument, a dated, intellectually lazy argument that we need to reduce the population. Uh, it isn't true and it hasn't been true for a long time. Um, this is this is a discussion that takes maybe 10 minutes of digging into to realize, oh, shoot. Yeah, we need to make sure we not only replace, but we need to increase um, in order to continue a a, a good progressive um, moving forward of humanity, uh, so until but here's the thing, I my my, my panic is that it's going to be like Randall kind of touched on it. It's when people are panicking in mass, which they aren't yet, but when they do, it's going to be because it's a real real problem. But I have a solution. 
I have a solution to fix this. Oh. And then I'm going to give you, oh, well, okay. first of all, it's a seven. <laughs> it's a seven. It's a seven. But here's the solution. Put, put a collection apparatus in the bedroom of every teenage boy in the country or the world <laughs> and just, just put it in there and let them go, let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. And it, sperm count will never be an issue we'll always be able to perpetuate humanity <laughs> there's there there's my solution but it's a seven so me. so you're advocating the potential the the preparation for having birthing pods basically where it's like okay we've we've got the 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 cryogenically frozen uh components so we just need the ability to put them together somewhere okay i like it i like it some politician now is going to listen to this, and we're gonna we're gonna see the, the Eli Bowman bill. Oh, please don't call it. Please don't name it after. <laughs> call it the reason to panic bill. Oh, <laughs> uh, the panic button. Oh, all right. So for me, I I think I'm gonna have to look at this uh, a lot a lot the same way, uh, just because we see we see so much emphasis, we see so much energy going into diseases and and uh, viruses and trying to increase or at least uh, increase the longevity or at least increase the uh, quality of life for people but it's a it, it's a it's a moot point if we don't have another generation coming behind them uh, so I think I'm going to put this a lot the same too just because nobody is talking about it uh, you know, nobody recognizes that, you know, a, a 2.1 birth rate is far more detrimental to our economics, to um, our health, to our longevity than the pandemic that we're dealing with right now with COVID. But all the media is on COVID and, and it's just it, we're, we're not focusing where we right. should. So I'm going to put this the same. I'm going to say we're going to be right there at, at a seven and a half on this one. Um you know those that those that have the the means and the ability to be able to to have kids kids are awesome they really are they're they're an absolute blast uh, you know sometimes they can they can wear you down and and show you you know your your areas for growth and 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 whatever but it's so worth it um and for those that that can't i'm just going to put in one more plug here uh you know we were looking to foster to adopt and just in california alone as of Two and a half years ago, when when we were in the process before we decided to to get go full time on the road, um, there was a half a million children in in the foster care system, um, and of that, there was uh, close to a hundred thousand of those that were adoptable. So, I mean, the the ability to increase your family is it's there, and and we need to make sure that we're you know in, enjoying that uh, that privilege and and treating it as the you know, the, the blessing that it is. So anyway, thanks guys for joining me. It was, it was a, a, a fun topic, um, to, to get into it. It went a different direction than, um, what I'd originally thought, but I think it went in a better direction. And, and uh, I think this is one that'll give people a reason to reflect. So, uh, thanks for tuning in everybody and, uh, look for our next episode next week. We'll see you then.